0: In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. He had three ships and left from Spain. He sailed through sunshine, wind, and rain. When he found land, his men were saved, but the natives were raped, murdered, and enslaved. In this series, we'll separate the fiction from the facts. So grab some whiskey, sit back, and relax. This 100 Proof History is titled Christopher Columbus Part 1, now is when greg says something dumb wet farts this is 100 proof history we're drinking whiskey and talking history so grab a drink sit back relax and enjoy a few laughs as the guys talk about all the horrible things people do to each other here are your hosts chris and greg
1: Oh, it's uh, it's election night here in the
0: U.S. of A. It sure is. you have any predictions, Christopher? Um, well, no. I'm just hoping that I'm still alive and my house hasn't burned down by next week, you know? I've got
1: one. Yeah? I predict that one of the candidates may prematurely try to claim victory. Mm -hmm. You know, as you know, we are not a political show. We don't espouse political beliefs. So I will
0: not name which candidate that is. Okay. I was wondering, hypothetically, say one candidate loses, and that same candidate was worried that there might be some repercussions, you know, from losing. And that candidate, I don't know, got on a plane and decided to fly to another country. Let's just pick one out of the hat. Russia, maybe. And he was like, I'm not leaving. Uh, that,
1: that was the piece of paper on the top of the hat?
0: Yeah, it's real weird. That you pulled out? Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Huh. All right. From the... The, you know, the standard 100-proof history hat of countries that I keep by uh-huh. me when we're recording. We do. Yeah, so... It's the first
1: time we've u- used it in uh, 60 episodes, but <laughs> you did say it would one day serve
0: its purpose. And so here I'm we glad. are. Thank you. You called me a fool. Well, now who's the fool, Greg? And still both of us. That's true. But what if he decides I don't want to come back and I'm keeping the plane? What do we do then? He or she. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I forgot about the libertarian candidate. Because you know, they're a joke. But anyway. <laughs>
1: Easy to forget about. Yeah. We want no government, so I'm running for government.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Okay. And before I get a bunch of hate emails, I know that's not the fucking libertarian platform. It's a joke. Much like your party.
0: I was about to say the libertarian platform's a
1: joke, yeah. That's true. <laughs> good good call. Good call. No, we've got a couple friends that are libertarians. And by libertarians I mean like go to party meetings and shit mm-hmm. out of state. So we've got like legit libertarian friends and we make fun of them too. So don't worry. Yeah, to their friends. Amongst loved ones.
0: That is true, Greg. Well, Gregory, today we are talking about Christopher Columbus and our main source is called Columbus The Four Voyages by Lawrence Bergreen. Pretty solid book, pretty entertaining. I didn't make it through it. No?
1: Okay. Yeah, professional
0: T- podcasting here. <laughs> I will by next episode. Yeah, I'll I'll know what the hell we're talking about, but no, you've read enough. <laughs> it's like uh my plan for being a teacher before they found out I was convicted of, you know, certain crimes was I just gotta stay <laughs> one lesson ahead of the kids. And so, you know, if they start asking questions, be like, whoa, whoa, whoa this- Slow a roll. <laughs> we'll, we'll learn that part of Spanish next week, kids.
1: So just to peel back the curtain a little bit, um, you know, you always read every piece of the book because you're the one that's really creating the outlines of what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's then, true. you know, I'll read them, sometimes not finish them. But I'm also like doing things like watching YouTube documentaries and stuff just so that we can get somewhat of a different perspective in there because there are some times when books are just like straight up against the popular consensus of that's what true. happened that's true it just depends on your source so yeah i almost do it to fact check or honestly most of the time see what's out there that's bullshit that a lot of people believe in
0: well i believe your words to me were you do the reading nerd i bring the charisma and i was like okay yes sir <sighs> i have certainly failed on my end and for that <laughs> i apologize well gregg what are you drinking there right now at this very moment
1: Well, I am drinking stolen smoked rum. Oh. Rum because, you know, Columbus landed in the Caribbean. Mm Mm-hmm. And stolen because he didn't exactly discover these lands. What? He kind of just rolled in and stole them.
0: Ah. How is it? Is it a good rum? No.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to say I drank it one other time on the show, and it's been sitting in my liquor cabinet since taking up space. Maybe you did. I don't know. So, about 10 minutes before we started, when I'm down the, down there deciding what to drink, I was like, I got to bite the bullet on this shit. <laughs> I can't just pour it down the sink, but I need to get rid of it. So, Ugh. I'm
0: just taking uh, hefty shots of that. Good times.
1: Good what are you times. drinking?
0: Today, Greg, I am having Jefferson's Ocean. Aged at sea. Ah, oh, why didn't I think of that? And so, obviously, I'm drinking this because, like you said, the story's about the Caribbean. That's where Alexander Hamilton was born, and he grew, went on to be Jefferson's greatest rival. There you go. So ties in. That's that's why. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Obviously, it's it's called ocean, ocean, and conveniently on the back is a map of the whole world, and if you know. Maybe Christopher Columbus had bought a bottle of this whiskey, he would have been better off, you know, knowing where he was.
1: He wouldn't have died thinking he still discovered Asia. He died? What?
0: Oh, jeez. I need to change this outline. I really should have finished this fucking book before we started. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, you ready to get into this tale of semen? Ooh. I was going to stall a little longer, but, hmm, I can at this point, yes. (laughs) Bring on the semen! Pretty much everyone can agree that Christopher Columbus didn't sail west to prove that the earth was round, and he didn't discover the continent of North America. If these two things are news to you, that's okay, because like most kids in the U.S., you were probably taught about Columbus at an early age, and everyone knows that all elementary school teachers are sociopathic drunks who lie to children to keep them pacified. Outside of those two things, there is a ton of controversy surrounding Columbus. People either view him as a brilliant and great man or as a stupid, heartless monster. It's kind of the same way I view my dad, based on whether or not he'd give me money to spend at Hot Topic.
1: (laughs) Hot Topic, man, it's like, you know, I listen to a lot of metal music, Mm -hmm. especially in high school. And I'd go in there and I'd look for band shirts. You know, see if there's anything interesting. I don't think I ever bought one from Hot Topic, but I'd go in there to look at them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then you just see all the other things, and it's like, is,
0: is this me? <laughs> is this, this how people I? see me? Because this <laughs> fucking sucks. This shit is awful. It's hard for me because, you know, I'm almost 70, and my dad won't give me 20 bucks to go there and buy a t-shirt. And they have one that says my current mood is fuck you, and I really want to buy it. But, um, I mean, I'm kind of... <laughs> You're that guy. I'm kind of nervous to wear it in public, so I'll just, you know, take an Instagram photo in it and then put it in the drawer and never wear it again. Because, you know, I don't, wanna, I don't want people to actually look at me and think things about me.
1: You're the type of guy that uh, has truck nuts on his Geo Metro.
0: <laughs> I do have a shirt right now. Uh, it's a letter F, and it's riding a bomb, and it's got a cowboy hat, you know, like Dr. Strangelove, uh-huh. riding down, so it's, an, you know, an F-bomb. And I can't wear it because my eight-year-old's always like, "What is? why is that letter F riding that rocket? I'm like, "Well, no, uh, it's, you know, just a silly shirt. (laughs) (sighs) It means fuck. Don't tell your mother I told you that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the controversy surrounding Columbus dates all the way back to the days of Columbus. His journals were copied and interpreted mainly by two people. His son, Ferdinand Columbus, who made him out to be awesome, And a historian named Bartolome de la Casas, who basically said Columbus was like Hitler if Hitler had a really shitty day and was taking it out on everyone. It's kind of like, uh, Greg, you know, those old PSAs, it'd be like, you come home from work, you had a rough day, boss was rough on you, got a flat tire on the expressway, things look pretty, you know, pretty bad for you, you have a few drinks, it's fun, right? Maybe you start a genocide, act like Hitler. No. Wrong. Don't act like Hitler. Beautiful. Thank you. Couldn't have said it better myself. Anyway, all this is just to say there is some nuance to this and every historical story, and we're going to do everything we can to provide you with the facts and maybe a little context. So please do not get angry at us if the actions and motives in this story do not align with the staunch political beliefs you have 528 years later.
1: But we're also not like these people that are super Columbus apologists. No. Like... Even by the standards of that day, he wasn't, like, a good dude, so...
0: Yeah, no, he did a lot of fucked up shit. With all that disclaimer out of the way, we can finally get into the story. Christopher Stephanie Columbus was born in the year 1451 in the small coastal nation of Genoa, which is in modern-day Italy, and it's also my favorite type of salami.
1: But you kind of like all the salamis, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: You order it at the deli, they start putting it on that... Big cutter. And you're like, no, 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 no,
0: no. As is, please. (laughs) Yes. As Uh, is. Uncut. (laughs) The rabbi behind me puts his hand on his shoulder. Son, are you sure? Oh, trust me. (laughs) Trust me, (laughs) rabbi. don't you try it. (laughs) Oh. Christopher is a man of many names. In Latin, his name is Christophorus Columbus. In his native tongue of Lingurian... He was Cristoforo Colombo. In actual Italian, it was Cristoforo Colombo, and his name in Spanish was Cristobal Colón. He actually preferred to be called Cristobal Colón because it loosely translates to "Bearer of Christ" and "New Settler." But we're going to stick with Christopher Columbus because we're American and we're always right. No, Greg, don't take a knee. Get up. Get up, Greg. The first time Columbus is mentioned in a historical record is in 1470, in a ridiculously long receipt for wine. It wasn't CVS receipt long, but it was still pretty long. It kind of reminds me of when I first got married, my wife's grandma was very sick. And she wasn't doing very well. She needed somebody to pick up her heart medication from... CVS, and so uh, I said, "Honey, let's we can at least do that. Let's run up to CVS and pick it up for." And we get up there, and you know, it has a little thing where you enter your phone number for rewards. And I'm not thinking; Mm -hmm. I I pay for it, and I'm like, okay, and I punch in the the number, and my wife's like, "No, what are you doing?" And it just starts spitting out this receipt, right? And it just keeps going, Mm -hmm. it keeps going, (laughs) Mm -hmm. keeps going. Little do we know, right at that moment, Grandma was flatlining. Because, you know, she needed oh. that medication pretty bad. um, So she didn't make it, but I kept the receipt. And the next Halloween, we had a mummy decoration. We just wrapped her body up and put her out in the front lawn. Wrapped in a CVS receipt. Oh. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that was the beginning of the, the, you know, the rough times between me and my wife right there. When I used her dead grandmother as lawn decorations.
1: But, uh... That was somehow unburied or uncremated for a year.
0: Oh, yeah. Minimum. When you wrap it in paper, Greg, it stays good.
1: Ask the Egyptians.
0: Right? History podcast. Come on, man. Pay attention. Read a book. I don't wanna. Not much is really known about Christopher's youth. We know he came from a fairly wealthy family, and he sought work as a sailor at a fairly young age. Genoa itself was home to wealthy bankers and merchants. Merchants. Merkins. <laughs> yeah, it's worth wealthy bankers and a bunch of merchants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of money, but our pubic hair just fell right off. <laughs> We've got these pubic wigs. They call them merkins. <laughs> Why? Oh, nobody knows. Tradition is tradition, am I right? Do you think merchants are like uh, powdered wigs? <laughs> like they wore, and you know, back then, <laughs>
1: yeah, the 1700s, yeah, during the way back,
0: yeah, they just drape it on top and it's all curly and fluffy. It, the sides hang over the dong, you gotta glue it on there, right? I guess. I mean, mine's pretty sticky, normally, is yours not s- just naturally? God. St- no, no, okay. <laughs> Genoa itself was home to wealthy bankers and merchants who were very thrifty and pious people. Men and women had to wear plain clothes, and if they owned too much flashy jewelry, they were fined. So fined. Mm, like Mr. T fined. <laughs> Thank you, Wolf Dick. If you committed adultery, you were fined. <laughs> but if you couldn't pay the fine, you were beheaded. <laughs> Prostitutes were known as girls with a candle because that's how they measured their hours for payment and if they strayed out of their red candle districts, they had their noses chopped off. yeah, cause nobody wants to have sex with a prostitute if she ain't got a nose. That's part of the thrill. That's the only reason I'm there. That sexy Italian yeah. nose. I'd be saying nose to that real quick. <laughs> I want to die. You too. Also, Genoa was a big believer in slavery, specifically Arab slaves, and they were burned at the stake if they attempted to escape. They didn't even get the fine option. No, they weren't that fine. Jesus. Yeah, so that would be a good thing maybe to remind our listeners is at this very same time, the time when Columbus was born and being raised, less than a thousand miles away, Vlad the Impaler, who we talked about in earlier episodes, was shoving giant wooden poles up people's asses. Uh, specifically, <laughs> the you know yeah. the Muslims. This was still a time of the Crusades. So you know it's the later Crusades, but uh, this was still when this was all happening. So it does put it more into perspective. Yeah, and it, it's a weird thing. It was a weird thing for me putting it in that perspective because you think 1492 and sailboats and he had guns and stuff. You're kind of like, oh, kind of more modern. But you know this is the same time period and. We're like, not
1: putting wood up the butt no
0: mo. Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, we are. We just learned this trick. Are you kidding me? This is fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I guess they can also check out our episode on the Templars. Yeah. If they want to know more about that uh, whole
0: fuckery-do that was going on at that time. Yep. And before. You know what? Just listen to all episodes. I'm sure they all relate somehow. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't listen to them. Don't do it. <laughs> In the 13th century, a Venetian merchant named Marco Polo took a road trip to China along the Silk Road trading route. When he returned to Venice, he published a book about his travels, and it included a bunch of stuff he just made up for shits and gigs. I'm sorry, Silk Road? Yeah. Not the one you know where you buy mushrooms. Try to have my wife killed. Yeah. Uh, Okay, a different one. Yeah, a different Silk Road. Yeah. Okay, not the dark web Silk Road. No, but they still use Bitcoin. Surprisingly, on that one. (laughs) (laughs) It was worth, like, fucking tenth of a penny back then. (laughs) I sold it all for a pizza. It wasn't even that good. (laughs) That
1: guy. It was Little Caesars, man. I think at this point you would have to pay me to eat Little Caesars. Mm, I got it for free. And this week our sponsor is (laughs) Little Caesars. Oh. Five dollar cardboard fucking
0: dog shit. Please enjoy. Pizza, pizza. Thanks, Little Caesars. The slogan is pizza, pizza, because they have to remind you. you, It's actually pizza. You're doing air quotes the whole time.
1: (laughs) Pizza, pizza. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They got to say it twice so that they really convince you. Yeah. Because if they just said pizza, you'd be like, bullshit. Yeah. They say it twice. You're like, well, maybe it is. I guess. I don't know. I could get it from, shut my fucking kids up for five minutes. Yeah. That's worth five bucks,
0: right? You invite, like, all of your friends from work over. Like, hey, dinner party at my house. And they show up and there's ten Little Caesars pizzas there. Oh, there we go. God.
1: <laughs> this is uh, my goodbye party. Fuck you guys. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my house. Can Take have, the pizza with you. Can
0: we have a napkin? No. Fuck you. Get out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they didn't make this five dollars because they give you extras. Yeah. <laughs> Take your box and get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> By
0: the way, Roger, I've been fucking your wife for six years.
1: <laughs> and shove those stock options right up your fucking ass. You guys are going to tank.
0: <laughs> well, the Europeans read Marco Polo's book, and they said, "Fuck, China sounds awesome!" in that particular accent, you know, a generic European accent.-hmm. Unfortunately for them, in 1453, the Ottoman Turks captured Constantinople and cut off the land route to Asia. To make things worse. They changed the name of Constantinople to Istanbul. Why they changed it, Greg, the Europeans can't say. Well, I mean, it's probably better this way. Just try not to sing. That's all I'm doing right now. Just trying to (laughs) let it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was trying so hard. It's like you get in a crowded elevator and you really, really have to fart. And you're there with like your hot date and your mom. Uh, I'm sorry, I-, I said the same person twice. You're there <laughs> <laughs> with people you don't want to be embarrassed around. You're just holding in that fart. That's what happens anytime somebody mentions Constantinople around me. I'm like, Ugh. oh god, I start sweating and shaking. It's like like, don't do it, don't do it, and stand up in the middle of the church. Now nah, you can't go back to Constantinople. <laughs> Well, Your hel-
1: helicopter dicking at the same time <laughs> yeah. because you can't separate the two. No, it's the dance. Try to be a good boy. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that's the dance. You get up on the pew and just fucking start killing <laughs> ape shit singing that song. <laughs>
0: they should run over with a bucket of holy water and douse me. <laughs> ah! <laughs> The closing of the Silk Road also meant that the Western Europeans couldn't get the spices they were so horny for. So, they started to consider other routes. Anal. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I did when the pills
1: stopped working. I crushed them up and just kind of put them up in butt. Oh, that... started working again. (laughs) Yeah. That was a good route.
0: That's what, you know, that's how I drink now, because... Through the mouth takes too long for my body to absorb it. So. It's too expensive to butt chug. Yeah, you put one tampon soaked in vodka up your butt, and you will be fucked. Oh up. yeah. No, I do the the funnel, like the beer funnel, but with whiskey. The only problem is it's it's a two man job, and my eight year old's starting to tell people things. I'm just saying. <laughs> A uh, legal disclaimer: Don't ever fucking do this. You'll probably die. Oh yeah, hundred percent. This yeah.
1: is a joke. Yeah, I, feel I guess like I have to say it. I, you know, our audience is mostly thirteen-year-olds. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and I forget that the, the butt chugging thing. What was that? Probably five years ago, when that was national news, when the frat boys were doing it. It was killing them. So people may have forgotten. And the sorority ladies. Oh yeah, butt chugging doesn't know uh, gender. It doesn't care. Yeah. Anybody can shove a tube up their butt and pour liquor in it. But don't. We we implore you not to. Yeah, don't send me pictures of it. Please. <laughs> don't. Well, at this point in history, most of Europe agreed the world was round, and they had a pretty good idea of how big it was. Still, no one in Europe really knew that North America, South America, or the Pacific Ocean even existed.
1: And this is something that I want to emphasize, like, The vast, vast majority knew that it was round. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, just 51% sort of thing. You know, this was back from fucking Aristotle. People knew this shit. Yeah. So, if you haven't really picked up on this, a lot of the things that we learn in school are completely fictitious, and it's really weird that they're still taught.
0: Yeah, that that one specifically, you know, well, I guess also, and we'll get to the other one, where he thought he was or what he was trying to do and all that. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy, because, you know, dating back to the Egyptians, the Egyptians figured out the Earth was round, you know, using their obelisks to, you know, measure stuff. It was like, oh, shit, we can barely see that one, even though it's 15 miles away. If the Earth was flat, I'd still be able to fucking see it, right? Exactly, yes. So, yeah, Columbus knew the Earth was round. Everybody fucking did. He wasn't trying to prove anything, uh, other than he was a badass. That's what he was trying to prove. He was trying to show that girl in high school who rejected him, who was Who's boss? He wanted something to talk about at the high school reunion. You see me now? Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I do. She's a disgusting cow. <laughs> She's got the mustache of a walrus. Mm-hmm. But he still like envisions her as he did back then. So he still wants her to like realize how she fucked up. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, look at me. I mean, I'll be dead in a few years, and I'm not in shape or anything. But I discovered
0: something. Maybe. <laughs> And then I met a bunch of people who already lived there. Wait, you discovered it, but people who lived? Don't get caught up in the details. Don't question me, bitch! <laughs> this is the 1490s. <laughs> you don't have the right. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna go mingle with these other people from high school. Yeah, you walk away. Take your fucking sex candle with you, <laughs> you whore. I liked it better when you had a nose. And she just starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's driving home. He's like, man, that was probably too mean. Uh, I crossed a line there. The nose thing. I'll make it up to it. She's, her she's, next she's
1: sobbing like uncontrollably. The snot's just leaking out of her face. <laughs> You're so ugly in this moment. <laughs> I hope you know that. <laughs> This could have all gone away if you'd have just made a better decision in high school.
0: But I have four lovely kids, and this is my husband, He peels out in his
1: fucking sailboat. (laughs) Which, you know, it takes like two hours to get like out of earshot of the person. (laughs) So they just don't talk during that time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so no one in Europe knew any of that shit existed, except for maybe the Vikings, who had been there before. But by this time, they would moved on to eating meatballs while designing cheap furniture that seems easy to put together, but you inevitably screw it up multiple times and realize it was just a cruel, Nordic
1: joke. And they definitely knew about North America. Yeah. You said
0: maybe, but, I mean... Did they? Just because they went there and lived there for a year, do they know it's real? (laughs) The natives fucking ran them off, it was too harsh. Yeah. Bunch of pussies, those Vikings. I
1: think it was an inside fucking job. I think they made up that story. I think they didn't find anything. They turned the boat around,
0: went back, and made up a lie. Oh.
1: That's what Chris thinks.
0: Yeah, right after they took down the Twin Towers. Fucking bastards. Moan of silence.
1: Classic Viking attack. That's all I'll say.
0: <laughs> George Bush quietly lifts off his horned helmet. He's like, oh no, they're onto me. <laughs> He takes off his
1: wig, and underneath (laughs) it, like, it doesn't even make sense in physical reality, but there's the horned helmet underneath. (laughs) Also, they never fucking wore those, so. We're a history podcast, Chris.
0: Oh, that's true. Not fantasy land. That's true. So tell me more about George Bush's helmet, then. What was it like? It was a Taliban. Uh, (laughs) An actual entire
1: human. Just. With the political beliefs consummate
0: with Taliban. That's why people listen for this, this really good history stuff we're doing. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, one guy, Paolo de Pazo Toscanelli, drew up a map based on the findings of ancient explorers. His map showed that Asia was fucking huge and you could sail from Europe to Japan in just a few weeks. Columbus saw this map, and he got a semi, and when he talked to a physician named Master Paolo, different Paolo, I guess, he went straight to full mast, if you know what I'm saying. Nautical joke! <laughs> <laughs> Master Paolo, who again was a doctor, non-explorer, cartographer, or historian, told Columbus that China was a land ruled by a great Khan. It was full of wealth and spices and people were super excited to meet christians they were just hanging out on christianmingle.com all the time just like Ooh, who's this young fellow with the, the mustache and the horde standing behind him seizing <laughs> seizing the walls of uh, china wait a second i saw him on farmersonly.com too he must get around it's another bot account just trying to get my credit card information <laughs> just like, Just like that cunt Attila did. Not again. Not again! How dare you, Attila! In between China and Europe was Japan, which was nothing but hot bitches and precious metals. And the best part? It was only 1,500 miles away, and the route was straight and free of danger. I'm straight, too. Are you free of danger? I just want to take that moment to tell the listeners this. I've
1: been getting a lot of interesting mail. Yeah. I mean, and female, and female. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Just say... This is more a bid to convince my wife. Than uh, I anything. was about to say. This isn't coming from me. Yeah. But she wants me to tell all of you guys and girls that uh, I am indeed straight. But I do have an Instagram account we can talk privately. <laughs> Continue, Chris.
0: Columbus rushed to the King of Portugal, King John II, and pitched the idea. Columbus wanted a lot of ships and money. He wanted to be named Admiral of the Ocean Sea. He wanted a cut of the profits and to be named governor of any lands he conquered. The king looked at him and said, Hey, who the fuck is this dude? I'm from Portugal. We Will just let anybody in the palace now? What? That's how he talked, Greg. That's how I hate you. That's how he sounded. King John consulted his experts and even ran a few trial expeditions behind Columbus' back and decided that Columbus was a fucking moron. Despite Columbus spending eight years trying to convince the king of his plan, he was told to fuck off. Columbus, who was 40, gray-haired, overweight, and balding, was feeling completely dejected. It's like looking in a mirror, Greg. I wonder if he too was impotent. (laughs) yes his dream looked dead luckily for him ferdinand and isabella of spain were looking for something to turn their luck around their country was in debt and it had suffered something of a pr nightmare when they decided to brutally torture and murder the jews during the inquisition so after a few years of sales pitches they agreed to give columbus three ships and a little money it was a small investment For what they hoped would be a big payoff. You know, if you get 10,000 to 1 odds, you take it. You take that. Yeah. Every time. You have to. That's why if they ever dig up B. Arthur and it turns out she had a dick, I am going to be so rich. So fucking rich. (laughs) More like D. Arthur. (laughs) Right? (laughs) More like Beautiful Cock Arthur. More like, be with
1: me, please, for the rest of our lives together. This ring I bestow upon you encircles my trust around your finger. And just marry me, please. Please.
0: Please, D.B. Arthur Cooper.
1: (laughs) You think the 13 year olds are going to get either a B. Arthur joke or a D.B. Cooper joke? (laughs) No. And what are the chances they get both of them?
0: I don't know. We have very smart, sophisticated, grown-up 13-year-olds. They can trick you into thinking they're 18 all day. And you're like, well, I need some proof of that. Right? Right? Right, guys?
1: I walk in the door to my own home. Chris Hansen's sitting
0: there. <laughs> Why don't you take a seat? Okay. <laughs> That's my house. What's up, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? We understand you've been messaging a person on the internet. Yeah, told me he was 45, he had a bush like a Serbian, I was ready for that. Are you talking about The Rock? Yeah, I send, I send The Rock dick pics all the time. Actually, I am talking about The Rock, he has sent me to request that you please stop. The Rock is actually an 11-year-old girl.
1: <gasps> oh no! <laughs> I did it again! No! <laughs>
0: Not is... again! <laughs> It's three strikes, you're out in this country. <laughs> this is the Wilford Brimley situation all over again. I don't get that. Huh, you sent it to your dick pics to Wilford Brimley. And it turned out it was a 14 year old girl as well.
1: Oh, I thought he did something. <laughs> no. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Now
0: I remember doing that. Yes. <laughs> now the joke works. I, I did. <laughs> well, on August 3rd, 1492, Columbus led three ships. The Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria out of Palos de la Frontera, Spain, had headed west toward China. Little did he know he was about to lead Europe to a whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. Hold your breath. It gets better. Seriously, I looked up the lyrics of that song just for this bit, and that song is fucked up if you you know take it completely out it. Is that from that s- Yes. from that song? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, that's creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you take it completely out of context, it's uh it's very disturbing. <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes. I'm like a shooting star. I come so far. Seriously, look how far I can do this. Watch, watch, watch me, watch me. Eye contact, no. eye contact. No, watch. <laughs> don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> oh well, I hope we ruined some young lady's childhood movie.
1: Just regular aged lady. Well, yeah,
0: she's probably younger than me, though. I'm, yeah, senior citizen. I remember they kicked me out of the theater when I went to see that by myself. I mean, my pants were around my ankles, but come on. Yeah, you were trying to fucking Paul Reuben this situation. Oh, come on. she only, Her boobs are only covered with seashells. Those things were going to fall off any moment. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. Come on! And then the king shows up with his magnificent beard and mustache, and he's all shirtless, and you're like... That's where I lost it. Ugh, I wonder if he has a fish butthole. <laughs> <laughs>
1: a fish butthole. <laughs> Oh, well, I think we need to go on break. Okay, fine.
0: (laughs) All right, we are back from break. Greg, that whole time, that stupid fucking Aladdin song was stuck in my head. And I'm walking around my apartment and I'm singing it out loud. You know, I live in a tiny apartment. We've talked about this efficiency apartment. Um, It might surprise you that the walls aren't super soundproof in this particular uh, project building. Um, And so I go to the bathroom slash kitchen and I'm singing, you know, full volume, A Whole New World. Because it's stuck in my head, like I said. And I hear this other voice coming from the wall. And he does the... Don't you dare close your eyes. Hold your breath; it gets better. And I'm like, oh fuck, he heard me. We're we're doing a duet. Like I'm even willing to go and sing the jasmine part. Let's just keep this going. This sounds beautiful. And then I hear a woman scream, and a door like slam, and footsteps run down the stairs. And I look out, and there's like this half naked woman stripping down, and a guy chasing her, wearing a hockey mask and carrying a large knife. And I'm like, man. I really wanted to finish singing that song. That's all. That's I just wanted to tell you what happened to me in the break. That
1: sounds very eventful.
0: You would think for
1: so. 10-second break.
0: You would think so, but uh, it's a pretty quiet night around here. I think everybody's just watching the election, honestly. Yeah, man. And I definitely empathize
1: with that because you know, I want to watch it too. We have this show to record, obviously. Mm-hmm. We have a responsibility. To our Patreon listeners, more than anything. And then,
0: uh, eh, you know, kind of the regular listeners, fuck them, yeah. right? Those idiots so, keep coming back for some reason. They're not even invested, fucking more. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: During this 10 second break, mm-hmm. wife and I are trying to hang out, but we don't want to focus too much on the election. Mm-hmm. So we played a game where we're trying to build our marriage, right? Mm hmm. And so, we each, you know, af- after doing a couple other exercises, you get a note card, and you put who you would sleep with. You know, if you got, like, a, a free pass sort of thing mm-hmm. from the other person's friend group. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Spicy.
1: And we, it's one of those you gotta, like, flip them over at the same time. hmm And we flipped them over, and they both said kin. My buddy. (laughs) So, I
0: feel like we've, you know, strengthened our marriage. Yeah. It's like the honeymoon game, except... It's like, oh, you too! (laughs) Yes! Okay! Incredibly depressing. It's like a much more depressing version of the honeymoon game, which was already depressing to begin with. What do you mean? We're feeling good. Uh, Okay. Yeah, you should. You should. Absolutely. Well, do you know what time it is? It's Tool Time with Tim Taylor. Oh, yeah, you love that, 12-year-olds. Mm, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember my grandpa watched that fucking show. He thought it was hilarious. You six-year-old pieces of shit. <laughs> no, Greg, it is time for Second Half Seltzer. Second Half Seltzer. Second Half Seltzer. Second Half, second half, half Seltzer! seltzer. <laughs> Woo! Mm. Ah, oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Uh, today, Greg, I'm not going to tell anybody what I'm having, but it is truly a tropical mix and I'm very passionate <laughs> about this fruit. What is the fruit? Passion fruit. Oh. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yep. Oh, that hits the spot. That makes me feel like a natural woman. Ooh, I guess I need to try that.
1: I'm having a blueberry and a acai. I wish it was a genocide. <laughs> Did you hear my PSA? Don't. Be like Hitler. No, this is about Columbus. Oh. It's, it's okay when you're talking about Columbus, that's, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. And besides, I'm talking about a gin and a acai. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting back to the story... On the evening of October 11, 1492, after a mostly uneventful journey, Christopher Columbus, sailing on the Santa Maria, spotted what appeared to be the light of a fire dancing in the distance. About four hours later, the captain of the Pinta, Martin Pinzon, spotted land for realsies. King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella had promised a lifelong pension to the first man to spot land, so naturally, Columbus said, I saw fire. Fire means land. So I saw it first. Fuck you,
0: Pinzon. Give the money. Hey, I'm from Italy. That's what he said. Basically. Yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of shitty logic. Like, I would immediately, if I was pinzon I was like, oh yeah? I'm gonna set a fire. Why don't you build your fucking house on it? Oh yeah? Is that land? You stupid bitch. Ugh.
1: Come on, man. This podcast is about how great Columbus was. Oh, fuck. And how he was
0: infallible. Oh, that's right. He was. He was. I mean, oh, wait. No. If he that's not true. If he hadn't sailed across the Atlantic, no one ever would have. No, one would never happen. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> it hadn't happened previously, and it would never happen again. Yep. What a hero!
1: On October 12th, Columbus and his men set foot on the island, and he dubbed it San Salvador. He was soon greeted by a group of natives, the Taínos, but he called them Indios, which is Spanish for Indian. See, that part of the Columbus myth is pretty accurate. He was trying to sail to Japan, and then China, and since he was right where his fucked-up map said he should be, he thought he was now hanging out in the islands of the West Indies. At the time of first contact, the Taínos numbered at around 500,000 in population. Most ran away from Columbus when they saw him and his men coming. (laughs) I would too. But several of them stayed, because a prophecy had foretold of great men
0: who would come from the sky. Oh, they just stand above you. <laughs> it just rains down. Nutted. <laughs> oh, this is a very literal prophecy I understand now. <laughs> this is why they call them Fertile Lands. <laughs> Everything about these guys is white. Look! You have to... <laughs> <laughs> you have to come on them!
1: <laughs> well, the Tainos were super nice and accommodating to Columbus and the Spaniards, which made Columbus think, Man... These guys would make great slaves. I'm sorry I've switched this to a very <laughs> no, it, American country it accent. It lines up,
0: because that's the same way I would picture a confederate talking. Strumming the banjo, piece of hay sticking out of his mouth. My, diddling, <laughs> ding, ding, ding ding, ding. These guys we just met, they ain't white, so you know what I'm thinking, Cletus. Hey, Ferdinand, what do you think about that guy there? Oh, I think he'd make a real good slave. How about me? Yeah! Oh, no! (laughs) The guy on the Santa Maria is like, Can I put down my banjo? No, you fucking keep playing, boy. We got a whole island to explore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the people on the uh, Pinta are just looking over, seeing what's going on in the Nina and the Santa Maria, and they're like, man, this is boring as fuck. (laughs) I'm just going to say. Yeah. Like, should we maybe kick up a ruckus or I don't know? Let's do something. Do something? Come on. He's getting all ooh, the fuck glory. Ooh. Maybe we take off all of our clothes, mm-hmm. save for our socks, and then we uh, tuck our dicks back mm-hmm. and we look at the other ships. And we're like, <laughs> yeah. all
0: right,
1: there's been an obvious mutiny, and then they
0: kill everybody on the Pinta. Yep. You know what? Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta risk it, right? You gotta put yourself out there. Like, this'll get their attention. Now my dad will love me. And it's it's not true. Finally. It's not true. He's just like, he's like, yeah, I don't give a shit about your podcast. Oh, you have six listeners. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations, son. Pay back the money you owe me for the college you skipped. Well, no, dad, I can't do that. I'm getting $3 a month from Patreon. But it's good, because they're all, the listeners
1: are four years old, so as they, you know, grow up, and their (laughs) income increases, we'll get more money. They just keep getting younger.
0: (laughs) Playing the long game here, Dad. (laughs) Sure. I met a listener in person, and he handed me a naked He-Man and said, thank you for your service, and I was like, well... (laughs) He tried to suck my nipple because I didn't have a shirt on in <laughs> yeah. public, and he's still breastfeeding. Uh, yeah, uh, but you know, it's just nice to be. Yeah, where else are you going to get that kind of attention? You know, I could talk to talk about history in public and no one will listen, but I do it on a podcast, and I got this built in audience. It's very nice. It's nice for me. Now,
1: here's where a, a little context might be important. Because what Columbus actually wrote to the king and queen is that he thought the Indios would make, quote, good servants. Considering one of the missions of his expedition was to spread Christianity, it's possible he just meant they'd make good servants to the Lord, or maybe servants to the Spanish crown. Then again, in just a few years, pretty much all of the Tayanos would be enslaved. So I guess we'll never know what he really meant. <laughs>
0: Right, guys? Yeah, we can't... You you can't add context to history, man. You can't just, like, look back and assume no. what people were thinking. Oh, no. No. Another bit of Columbus
1: mind-reading is required when examining another note he wrote to the royals in which he basically said, Hey, guys. If someone wanted to, and I'm not saying I do, but if someone wanted to... They could totally conquer all these people with, like, 50 soldiers. Again, I'm saying it would be super easy. Not that I want to. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Unless you guys want me to. Then, yeah.
0: (laughs) No problem. (laughs) It's the same way that I introduced the idea of pegging to my wife. I'm like, listen... I'm not really into this. I, it's not my thing, but if you're... Just, you know, I've heard. If I've you're heard. into it, if it, it does something for you, I'm willing to, to take that step for our marriage. Uh, you know, once again, I'm not really into it, but if you are, you can find all the supplies hidden in my underwear drawer. Uh, Completely unrelated. No, that's not why I always insist I put up my own underwear. I just like helping with the laundry. I'm just saying, <laughs> if if you were into it, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Flash forward to me alone in the bedroom, once again, you know, shoving a baseball bat up my ass, just wondering where it all went wrong. The wide end of the baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi mom, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> all right.
1: Now, more than finding new trade routes and spreading the sweet, tender love of Jesus Christ, the main focus of Columbus's trip was finding and securing a shitload of gold. He was super excited when he noticed a few of the Teanos had tiny bits of gold in their nose rings and necklaces. They were happy to give him pieces of gold and tell him that the islands were all covered in it because he would give them glass beads, cloth, and bells. In actuality, there wasn't that much gold, but he wouldn't give up that delusion for a while. One delusion he took with him all the way to his grave was the idea that he had landed on the outskirts of Asia. He hopped from island to island and continued to encounter the Teanos, who were incredibly nice and hospitable, and who warned him of dealing with the tribes of the Caribs, who were known to be cannibals. (laughs) Eventually, Columbus landed on Cuba, which he was convinced was a part of mainland China, even though he didn't explore the full coastline during his voyage. On November 22nd, the captain of the Pinta, Martin Pinzon, sailed past Columbus, made an X over his crotch with his arms, which was the ancient maritime signal for Suck it! and promptly sailed away from the rest of the fleet
0: against orders. Yeah, Columbus is just standing on the... Santa Maria, minding his own business, he's like, what the, what is that? What is that, what is that music? By God, that's Martin Pinzone's music. I'm Martin Pinzone, motherfuckers,
1: coming at you from the top rope. Fuck you, Columbus, you're a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pinzone promptly sailed away from the rest of the fleet against orders. Columbus didn't know exactly where Pinzone was going but he knew that Pinzon must have gotten a hot tip about gold or spices, which Columbus was absolutely garbage at finding. Over the next month, Columbus grew more and more desperate. He began to take the Indios as captives, hoping they could tell him where the gold was, and also thinking he could bring them back to Spain and convert them to
0: Christianity as a, you know, sort of consolation prize. Just imagine you come home and it's, Hey, honey, I was gonna get the money at the ATM, but I couldn't find it, but, uh... Look! Right home this guy! klee He doesn't speak our language, and he'll probably die of disease. And <laughs> we have to, you know, convince him I'm not a sky god, but, uh, still neat, right? It's klee Look at him! Hey! <laughs> I like it.
1: On Christmas Eve, Columbus ran the Santa Maria aground just off the coast of the island of Hispaniola which is home to modern-day Haiti and the Dominican Republic. The sweet, kind Tainos rushed out of their canoes to save him and his men. Columbus literally spent a day crying and feeling helpless and had to be soothed by the Taino chief.
0: Yeah, and you know what? i am Let me say this. There's nothing wrong with a grown man crying. Like, that gives a lot of negative stigma or whatever. But, you know, there are times where a man just needs to cry. You don't, you don't need to repress that stuff and build up depression and all that stuff. But this dude was crying for a full fucking day. Like, <laughs> oh god, I'm such a failure. It's like, a lot of I can't find the gold. Everybody hates me. You know, after you cry a while, you get that <laughs> <laughs> like you can't breathe, like you're hyperventilating. And yeah. The, the, no, he threw up. <laughs> yeah, and the chief's just like patting him on the back. Is is okay? No, no cry. No, no make eye water. Is. Okay. It's okay. I <laughs> water. This guy won't stop crying. Someone help me, because. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily
1: for us, Columbus had an idea. If he took apart his boat and used it to build a fortress, he could leave a bunch of his men on the island, sail to Spain, and at that point, could beg for supplies and get an all expenses paid trip back to his sweet new fort. The fortress, which Columbus named. La Navidad was a real piece of shit, and was built in only
0: ten days. Yeah, but the city code inspector showed up and just, like, had an aneurysm right on the fucking spot. Like, oh my god, I got a red tag somewhere. It's like, hey, we called a bonded plumber, like you fucking asked us to, and look, they passed it. He's like, you don't even have plumbing. You're just shitting on the ground. Like, you don't even sh- go outside of the fort. You just shit all over the inside of the fort. Eh, well, man. Plumber said it was okay, so you're going to pass us? No, I can't fucking pass you! God damn it.
1: Bonded plumber. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. Too bad it wasn't a bondage plumber. It lay the pipe to him real good.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, listener, in that interval, Columbus had sent a message to Pinzone asking him if they could be friends again. The two men didn't get along, but Columbus was terrified that Pinzon had found gold and spices and was racing back to Spain to report what a complete failure Columbus had been. Pinzon didn't reply, and so Columbus jumped in the Nina and set off for Spain on January 2nd, 1493, hoping he could win the race. The trip back wasn't nearly as easy as the initial trip to the Caribbean had been. First, Columbus got distracted looking for a specific island, because one of his captive Tainos had told him that one of the tribes sent all of their women to live there alone. Hmm. Hey ladies.
0: He's trying to get some pee-pee. He shows up, there's there is one man. And it's Kelsey Grammer. He's, he's jamming <laughs> on that piano. <laughs> he's not into the ladies. He's not uh He's just there for one reason, Greg. He's just there to to entertain people. Oh uh, yeah. Hey, ladies. Looks like Christopher Columbus just landed on the island. Lucky for him, it's ladies' night here on the island of women where it's always sexy ladies' night. And we don't know what to do with those tossed out and scrambled eggs, but maybe this sexy guy will. What's up, Chris? Well,
1: shortly after that, he spotted the Pinta and found out that Pinzon had sailed to Jamaica
0: but had also
1: come up empty.
0: Yeah, besides the six days and five nights he spent at Sandals. It was pretty amazing. (laughs) Still, worried
1: about what might happen when they reached Spain, Columbus began writing a letter to the king and queen, explaining how awesome he was. The ships then ran into a massive storm, and they were convinced they were all going to die. But Columbus and his men survived and made it to Portugal. When the men went ashore to pray, they were arrested and tossed in jail. Columbus said, sucks to suck, and sailed away, but shortly thereafter turned around for his men.
0: Yeah, he got like five miles away, he's like, fuck, sailing is so much work, why why aren't there any poor people to do this for me? And his butler shows up, (laughs) he's like, sir, you had all the poor people left in jail to rot and die, oh my god. God, this is all your fault, Jeeves, and, like, kicks him off the, ocean, <laughs> off the ship. He drowns to death and says, like, Fine, I'll go back and get those fucking stupid bitches. I don't care. Fine. <laughs>
1: well, he then went to King John and convinced him that keeping his men might start a war with Spain, which led to their release. When he arrived in Spain on March 15th, 1493, Columbus learned that Martin Pinzon had died. Turns out he had syphilis and had been acting erratically for months and his mutiny against Columbus was just a result of an STD eating away at his brain.
0: They were like 100 miles off the coast from the Jamaica or whatever. He's like, you know what we should do? You know what we should fucking do? We should invade Russia. Yeah. We should take over Russia and we'll build some jets and shit. And, uh, you know, I'll hide in a bunker. I'll, I'll do jets. That. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to live in a bunker with my girlfriend, my girlfriend Ava. And then we're going to hang out. And she's going to love me. She can't go anywhere because she's going to love me. Oh, I like meth and this Oh, that's making all my decisions for me right now. Because <laughs> he didn't get the Hitler <laughs> PSA. Classic <laughs> Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: at this point, Columbus could tell the story however he felt. He told Ferdinand and Isabella that he had made it to Asia. He hadn't. He told them he had found a source of limitless gold and spices. He hadn't done that either. But he had set up a settlement on the islands, and the Spanish monarchs thought that was just the tits. They officially bestowed upon him the title of Admiral of the Ocean Sea, and gave him 17 ships and permission to return to the islands and build upon the Spanish Empire. In the fall of 1493, Columbus would set sail for the Caribbean once again. But this time, he wouldn't be acting as an explorer. He'd be acting as a conqueror. And that is where we will pick up next week.
0: End of this episode. Right? Right, guys? Did I do the thing Greg did? Okay, anyway. (laughs) All right, Greg. I feel like we told the story of Columbus's first voyage pretty thoroughly. So now it is time to get into... Fast Facts! Fast Fact Number 1 The Great Khan that Columbus hoped to meet in China was believed to be a descendant of Kublai Khan of the Mongolian Empire, who Marco Polo had met 200 years earlier. Unbeknownst to Columbus and Western Europe, the Mongolian Empire had fallen apart over 100 years before Columbus had set sail. Fast Fact
1: Number 2 The Tainos that Columbus met were constantly naked. From this, Columbus deduced that they must be so wealthy from gold that they don't have to work, and thus had no need for clothes. This delusion may have been supported by the fact that some of the Taino chiefs weren't totally naked. They wore golden tubes around their dicks.
0: Fast Fact Number 3 The Carib Indians, we briefly mentioned, were in fact cannibals. When they captured the Taianos, they'd eat the men and impregnate the women. The children of these rapes would be raised as slaves until they became of age when they would be promptly eaten. Fast
1: Facts Number 4 The king and queen would ask Columbus why he didn't explore Cuba if he believed it was mainland China. He would explain that it was November and the harsh winter weather prohibited any further inland expeditions while simultaneously ignoring the fact that he had told them that every other island was a tropical paradise.
0: Fast Fact Number 5 During his first voyage, Columbus noted that he saw two mermaids. Turned out that both of these were manatees. While he said the bodies matched the description, the faces were not as pretty as the paintings he had once seen. Sounds like anybody's
1: experience on Tinder ever,
0: <laughs> right? You show up and it's a manatee. You're like, "Well, I'm here. Might as well have dinner. See where this goes." <sighs> I thought you were aerial, you bitch. <laughs> just, but if you
1: just want to f- fucking get this out of the way, then fine. <laughs>
0: Like, rrr, 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 the seashells fall off the manatee tits. You're like, whoa, I'm in now. <laughs> All right. The manatee still maintains the seashells.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, You know what? I've had a couple of drinks. I'm not against this completely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that ends this episode of 100 Proof History. Uh, we will see you guys next week when we finish up the story of Columbus. In the meantime, be sure to check us out, hunterproofhistory.com at 100proofhistory on all social media. And if you're so inclined, maybe throw us a few bucks on the Patreon and get that bonus content that you know that you want. Greg,
1: what else? Ah, nothing, man. I just really want the listener to know that I am going to miss them so, so much over this next week. Goodbye. Bye! The way you said it, it kind of makes it two separate points. Okay, I don't
0: know. How you I, know what I, said, mean? I don't know how I said it. So fine, fine. Genoa's... You said it wrong. <laughs> That's how to answer your question. <laughs> I was that a question? But okay. Even though it wasn't a question, <laughs> <laughs> you're doing fucking awful to answer your question. I didn't even ask. Like it never brought up how I'm doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, you should kill yourself. I know. <laughs>
1: I know you didn't ask that question, yeah. but I want to answer it first.
0: <laughs> I, I just wanted directions to the bank. and No, trust me. <laughs> trust me. Master Paolo, who again was a doctor, not an explorer, cartographer, or historian, told Columbus that China was... A... You shut them up. You go down there and slit their fucking throats. As long as
1: I'm not saying anything, it's fine. Once I do, they will be murdered. <laughs>
0: Feed them to the wasps. <laughs> the white Anglo-Saxon Protestants? <laughs> yes. You just throw With them With the wigs on. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Trump sign, that's gotta be them. Throw them in the yard. <laughs> it's like Borat, like, why are they not taking the sacrifice? <laughs> <laughs> Well, now here's, <laughs> there's some drunk talk. Oh, yeah. Now there's some fucking. Let me tell you something about the immigrants. <laughs> They're wonderful well, people. Must be nice to go first. <laughs>